you do have folks today in, in Lubavitch that say, you know, forget Russia, forget where it all started. Today it's a different world, it's a different kufa. We want to look forward. The Rebbe looked forward. Maybe in a few generations it's going to be that way. But right now, you know, we cannot move forward without knowing, without knowing the past. Their whole priority was different. Their expectations were so high. Welcome to Homesick for Lubavitch, a podcast where we explore Lubavitch identity in the year 2024. My name is Ben Siafson, and I will be your host. Let's begin. This week's guest is Remendel Duchman. Remendel lives in Los Angeles and is a businessman, a business coach, and a motivational speaker. He is also, to my mind, one of the most outspoken motivators and cheerleaders of Shluchim and Lubavitch around the world. He is also a very public advocate of the value of what's called Gej, or the importance of having a focus of one's roots, of one's family's roots, back in the old towns of Russia, of, of Lubavitch communities in Russia. For these reasons, I felt that it would be important and insightful to sit down with Remendel and hear his story, to hear what animates him, what inspires him, what motivates him to be the voice that he is today. When we sat down, it was raining, and it was raining pretty hard. So I apologize in advance for the sound of rain that might have come through on the microphones. I've tried to do my best with it to make it less audible, but the conversation was a fun one. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. Alrighty, so uh, I am here in Los Angeles with Rabbi Mendel Duchman, who is, uh, is essentially needs no introduction to anybody in, in, in the world of Lubavitch. But uh, everybody's heard of everybody's heard of him. But I think there's I'm sure there's a story underneath it that uh, that that is worth exploring and worth hearing. So I wanted to start from the beginning, you know, um, you've also been mentioning it a lot on your Facebook posts uh, with your mother passing away a little over a year ago. Why don't you talk a little bit about your parents? Okay. First of all, thank you for coming by. My pleasure. Anyone that uh, carries a, a Shem Tov slash Aftson uh, name is very special to us, so... Welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you. Uh, where do I start with my parents? That's probably the hardest uh, and the biggest uh, responsibility. Um, Rabbi Sol and Rachel Duchman, my dear parents, um, my father. My father for sure doesn't need an <laughs> uh, <laughs> introduction. My father was... Uh, Simcha Sachayim, totally. He, he, he loved life, and uh, his goal was constantly just to get and be by the Rebbe. And uh, the Rebbe should uh, spend a few minutes with him, and, and he has. He was able to have a lot, a lot of uh, get-togethers and interaction with the Rebbe, and primarily that's what he lived for. Where was he born? Like, Where did he come from? Obviously, he's uh, from Russia, so uh, 
he he uh, comes from the Alta Haim, and uh, he started as a sheikhet and made it all the way through the war and uh, moved to Dublin and then finally made it to America. But he's from the Alta Haim. So so in Russia, you talk it. He he was he came of age. Um, before the Communist Revolution, after the Communist Revolution? He came uh, in the early 50s, I believe, he came to the United States. No, I'm talking about in Russia. Like, oh. Where did he come of age? Well, um, did he speak about it a lot? I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know every single detail, but sure. yes, they spoke constantly because his father was Reb Zalman, Alevi Duchman, and uh, Mumer Rachel, which I think is your aunt as well. And... Uh, the mother uh, of the Lipskurs. The mother of the Lipskurs, the uh, nurse of uh, Gan Yisrael, which right. is also Shaykhaz to you. And uh, the entire, uh, she actually just celebrated uh, her 102nd uh, birthday. This was Langezunt. But uh, we grew up talking always about my father's family. He had two brothers who perished in the war, and Zayda uh, Zalman almost perished in Leningrad in the hunger. And uh, against all trials and tribulations, they, they did make it to the United States. Hmm. Uh, and your mother? My mother. My mother's maiden name is Rabashkin. So um, I think she came from, yes, Samarkand. And, no, my father came from Samarkand. She came from Neville, of she course. Came from Neville. Neville, famous Neville. Uh, which we actually, my brothers and I, went to, to see and, and relive it. So she came from Level, Neville. And what did you find when you went back there? Uh, actually, you know, there was one Yid related to, uh, he, he just, I, I think he passed since, uh, Mayor Itkin of Asholom. Um, we met him, he showed us around a little bit. And there's nothing really left there other than being really, really proud to be from Neville. What was there when they were growing up? Did your mother speak about it? Was it like a flourishing town? Was it was it more just like a bunch of mud streets with great memories? Like both, both, <laughs> both. It was a town, uh, but they had a you know we have pictures of the house and then you know they had their own cow. They kept on talking about the cow, and how my Zayda Zayda Getzel, my my mother's father, Oliver Shalom, used to. Um, purchase cows and, and feed the community and you know the chesed went all the way back to then but it was I would call it a village a little shtetl but very proud a very proud shtetl and uh, give a look what came from that little shtetl so because we I was actually talking about some another day like if you had to like compare Neville to a, a Lubavitch community today it wouldn't be Crown Heights right because it wasn't Lubavitch like would it be more like like Los Angeles, or you mean phys what it looked like? No, I can't say. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it looked like uh, you know Chabad in the earlier days, right? Right. Or maybe uh, up in the you know uh, the old-fashioned bungalow colony. Sure. But, uh, sure. I'm talking more in, like conceptually. Like, was it, it? It wasn't the center of Lubavitch, but it was like a flourishing community on the side, right? It was a flourishing community. I believe I read in one of the farm that uh, you know a lot of Lubavitchers lived there. But there was no real center. The center was, of course, Lubavitch and where the Rabbeim lived. Right. It was that was their whole life. Their whole their whole being was, uh, you know, uh, to be attached and to follow. And they wouldn't make a move, even though they didn't see the Rebbe and they weren't uh, there physically. They actually 
wouldn't make a move with the Rebbe, without being, a, you know, without getting approval and right. things like that from the Rabbeim. That's what that's what's so interesting about it to me because you had these these communities that, in in many ways, were on their own. Like they, they it wasn't like a flight away to Lubavitch. Uh, it was probably a nice long journey from Neville to Lubavitch. Well, no. if you're asking if they had WhatsApp or Facebook <laughs> or instant life like we do, no, no. We no, but were, they didn't have. They didn't even have trains. I, I presume. Um, no, they. I think they. Out of Neville, there was a train station. I don't in Neville. know, but out of Leningrad, right. for sure. Out of Rostov, you know, we went. We went on a trip. Me and uh, three of the four brothers went on a little trip. Uh, um, what is it? Thirty six, thirty seven years ago, the the day we finished the year for my father, and we went to Rostov, and we went to. Lobavitch and we went uh, we went everywhere and I would imagine that and where's Neville compared to those places I don't know you know, I can't answer you right. oh excuse me um, we left Kiev at 12 o'clock we took a motor home okay and we drove all night so it was a 12 to Neville 10 to 12 hour uh, drive to, to Neville. Neville yes the actual Neville there's a sign there's Neville and from there to Lobavitch um I don't. I don't remember. I think we went to Lubavitch first. Okay. But boy, was that a, a, a you know a motorhome drive. Right. So in those to... days, they didn't have a motorhome. They were going by horse and buggy, probably, and maybe a little bit of train. And, yeah. And and yet, because it, it, it's very different to how we conceptualize Lubavitch, like you know, or Cronites even in America, like in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. Because they, in, in America, the Rebbe was in Kranites, the community was in Kranites, right? It was a lot more kind of localized. I think I would put it a little bit different. The whole world was different. You know, right. if, if someone lived 100 miles away from someone else, they never saw each other unless they took the trip. Right. Unless they sent an airmail letter or unless they, uh, you know, the old Western Union telegrams with one word. Um, I, where I'm coming from, <clears throat> I think it's very hard to compare um, those years, you know, to, to this year, you know, to these years. But, uh, you know, they had that kufa then. And actually, actually, you, you may be a little bit right, because when Lubavitch, you know, in, in the 60s, which is mainly my childhood, you know, there were hookups, telephone hookups, and we had to get up in the middle of the night. And, you know, we, we didn't connect so well with 770 unless we made a special effort. Where were you in the 60s? You were still in Ireland? No, no. In the 60s, I'm saying as a bocher. And, oh, I see. You know, when we were in Brinois, right. or we were or at Yisrael, you know, right. you had to get up in the middle of the night for, hookup, for hookups. Right. But it was definitely a different... Uh, you know, when I traveled, it was you know I, I also traveled me and my brothers by plane, so we had a different little a, a different look at it. Even between then and now, give a look what it is today. Give a look what Rabbi Lazar and Chabad there. Right, but it's so interesting because like you know, it's it's known. Even though I don't think I have any family that comes from Neville, like it's always that famous kind of thing. Like the families that come from Neville, they're very proud of coming from Neville. And you would wonder, like, in a hundred years from now, who are going to be the families that are very proud that they came from Los Angeles? Who's right? going to be or, your lady? Yeah. Not, yeah, Los no, but, right. no, but you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, 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 like they're proud. They, it wasn't like against Lubavitch or in opposition to Lubavitch. Like, the Rebbe was still in Lubavitch, but they were proud to be from Neville, right? Whereas, like, today, 
it it would be it'd be interesting to see what happens going like when people start looking back like are you proud to have been part of the Lubavitch community in Los Angeles or proud to be part of the Lubavitch community in Miami or Philadelphia or wherever? Well, let's put... I'm saying they did that then. That's that's the point that I'm focusing I, on. I'm going to add a word that's called geja. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we came a, to the source. Yeah, we came to the source. So, you know, geja is geja. You know, right. the joke goes that uh, the Duchman, the Rabashkin families are the original 40 families of Chabad. You know, back then, but a part, right. part of it is a little joke, but it's it's the truth. I mean, there were a lot of Hasidim living in Neville, and they were real, powerful, strong Lubavitchers, and the Rabbeim demanded, and they were followers. They weren't just followers because they. And again, I wasn't there, so I I may have it totally wrong, but my perception right. from my parents and and interacting the way my parents set their home and how we grew up right. was that it was a close-knit community, Chassidim, right. first came Rebbe, then came survival in town, and, uh, you know, but Gezha is really a, an important word. That right. was a good word then, and it's still a good word today. That's I mean, by the way, I don't want to interrupt you, but if you think about, you know, you talk about Lubavitch, Okay, Lubavitch today, Kenai Hara. You know, I travel all over the world. It's 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 a power. It's a it's 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 a power. What do they call the pew? The pew? The senses? The pews? What is it? The I know you're talking about. Yeah, isn't that the pews? The pews. You know, the the statistics and the numbers that are going up. You know, it's Chabad is so. When you ask me about Neville and Lubavitch and all these things, I can only tell you. That is obviously much, much smaller and much more and more compact. You know, they, they have the trails and the ways exactly where the Rabbeim went to Hadditch, to Nezhin, to Lobavitch, to Rastov. I mean, you know, uh, I wouldn't, I can't compare it to Los Angeles, New York, West Coast, East Coast, because the uh, demographics are different. But right. but it was there and it was powerful and just the fact if you want to ask yourself how powerful it is the fact that it survived and the fact right. that it came to America right and give a look what it came to America absolutely that's that's the biggest proof that there was something very strong there and I think I think it's just an interesting thing to think about that um you know there there's there's this space within Lubavitch of of if we're talking about Lubavitch identity. You have very proud Hasidim who are also proud of coming from Neville, and it's not a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. Like they're specifically Neville; that's where they're from, and they're also big. They're also at the same time. They're, they're big I'm trying. I'm trying to think why you're focusing on Neville so much. Well, because um, you're because you brought it up, and you're from Neville. Neville is, you know, a Neville. You know, the truth is that I I I, uh, I don't have an axe to grind with Neville. I, I, I really should should read up more on it. But, uh, you know, today's generation, they tell you, and the people that are around you, even though I don't believe it, you know, you don't look in the rear view mirror. There's no reason to look. It's today and looking forward, and it was then and it was today. Um, but uh, maybe maybe you're encouraging me. I should, I think Rabbi Futterfass, uh, Mendel, isn't he? He's your uncle as well, no? I don't think they're from Neville, though. No, but the out, but the Stolzkeit from that home, where, where was he from? I, I think I think he grew up in Kharkov, but then I think he moved when it was, when it, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know, because he was born after his father passed away. 
Right. So right. his siblings certainly moved. I don't know if they moved to Kharkov or from Kharkov to their grandparents. Yeah, but, but if but if you look at his his gigantic legacy, God, they know. didn't grow up. I don't think surrounded by like they didn't grow up really in like a Lubavitch town. They they made a few Lubavitchers around, but from what I understand, they a lot of Lubavitchers were actually quite isolated in Russia. They were like a sprinkle here, sprinkle there, Lubavitch minion here, Lubavitch minion there. Neville was like that place, or I think maybe there's a few others. Klimovich, these places where like there was a solid kind of community that established itself at some point. I don't know nearly enough history about it. I just think the only reason I bring it up now is not trying to stump you on the history. It's and I don't have the history, <laughs> and I can just imagine, you know, my brothers telling me, Mendel, you got it all wrong. So so let me say this very clearly. I the general outline is there and the Hergish, I mean, for a community you know, that we right. grew up in Crown Heights and we saw all these immigrants coming and the whole the whole concept of the movement. Right. I can only imagine what the previous home was like. Yes, I was there. I was there several times and I toured it several times and I know where things are, but uh, maybe some of the actual demographics I have wrong. Yeah, look, whatever you're going to say, your brothers are going to tell you you got it wrong. So, so <laughs> okay, there's, no, there's no way around that. So anyway, so, so, you, so your parents, your parents um, were in America, very proud um, Lubavitchers, very Russian also because they were immigrants. Um, talk a little bit about, please, what it was like growing up in America. You didn't grow up in Russia. Were you born in Ireland? Were you born no, no. Only my brother Shalom was born in Ireland when my father was a sheikh. And I actually went there and I saw there were a group of sheikh, them Lubavitchers, talking about Lubavitchers. They made a good uh, impression on Dublin. There were quite a few of them on the Reza family. And, uh, I mean, there's a museum there and you see Lubavitcher sheikhtim. There was but, a there was a there was a from community there. Why did they end up in Ireland? Or just after the war, like displaced? I people? believe it was a, a meat decision, a chicken decision. It was easier to shech there. I guess they were they were friendly shechita. I can't say a hundred percent, but if you talk to a lot of Lubavitcher shechtim, they mm. they shecht in, in Dublin. I mm. think it was a, a main a main distribution center of. I see. of of, uh, but Shalom was born in Dublin, and the rest of us were born in Crown Heights. So you, so you grew up, and you for sure grew up, all of you grew up in America. But I'm asking you to speak for yourself, not for your other siblings. Um, you know, you grew up in America. What was that like growing up in a very, very different world to your parents? Did you feel it? Was it something that you sensed? Wow. You're bringing up a lot of... Uh, uh, good days, those were the good days, the days we didn't know anything else, you know. Today we're, we're leading families and, 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 and we have to influence others. Um, you know, the fact that my parents were immigrants and we grew up, I, I mean, later I came to learn it and to analyze it, but when we grew up it was just a bubble, it was a beautiful bubble where we lived in Crown Heights and everything was centered around um, 770 and everything was centered around the Rebbe. And, um, you know, we, we personally grew up in an uh, upstairs of the Narolarov, the famous Narolarov, the original. Now, now there's a Beirish in 
Neibrak and Einaklach, but uh, we were very, very involved with the local community. But we knew that we were Lubavitchers. The local non-Lubavitch community. The, the local non-Lubavitch community, right. sure. I remember Crown Heights by Talucha, right. and different places on Eastern Parkway. Uh, right. Hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, families non-Lubavitch. Right. In fact, in Los Angeles, we have... Uh, Quite a few families who we we I was uh, born and we grew up the first uh, ten years of our life was nine twenty two Eastern Parkway, and there are families here that were born at nine oh seven, which is right down the road. Huh. Um, till today, people come and say Montgomery Street and Kingston Avenue and Brooklyn, and so there wasn't only a Lubavitcher community; it was a very large community, right. and of course there were shuls on every corner. Um, now Lubavitch took over most of them, but uh, right. um, it was just growing up with 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 around 770, like I said, and the Rebbe, but yet involved with with all the people. In fact, all the storekeepers and all the entrepreneurs, you know, the fruit man and the grocery man and the pharmacy and everything was uh, were non Lubavitchers. Right, but I, I guess what I'm asking is. Um... You know, today there's a lot of like nostalgia. There's books written about the times back in Russia and the communities there and the history and so on. Was that something that you were thinking about back then? Was that something that was talked about a lot or was it very much in the present of like we're here and that's where we're at? You know, because there are, uh, uh, just to preface a little bit, like you'll sometimes speak to the children of immigrants and they feel like their parents whole life is somewhere else, right? Their, their parents kind of left this life behind them and there's something that the parents always talk about there and the past and, right, the parents never really made it here, right? There are immigrant children that speak that way and there's some immigrant children where their parents moved here and then they're here and that's it, right? Yeah, so that, yeah. that, that's what I'm asking. I mean, they're here because that's where, the, where we were and that's where the Rebbe was and that's the future. But by uh, we knew we had families left behind, we always talked about it. My father was very involved with Ezra Sachem. He was one of the founders where they would right. send packages and people. Right. And also the Rebbe kept Russia in our lives right. in a very, very strong way. So it's not like, you know, um, what's the word they use today? You know, come on, Zaidi, come on, dad, you're living in the past. No. Nostalgia? You know, we had nostalgia. There's nothing but meaning the past. You're old-fashioned. You know things like that. Right. But uh, of course, we of course they talked. Everything they talked about was their home. I mean, my mother was left behind for six weeks as a nine-year-old, claimed a medulla because they didn't have uh, enough papers. I think she gave her papers to to Beryl Shemtov. I mean. Really? I think, which may be your no, uncle as well. Now, besides your brothers, you're going to have a whole other family upset at you. No, too. I'm not upset. I'm just no, trying they, to. I, they're they're going to be upset. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be upset. The one thing I'll tell you, no, it's known. It's known that. Uh, no, but they were coming out of Tashkent. You were coming. It was I, all. I, again, I don't, I don't remember every detail. I just remember the overall. Wait, wait, one second. Your mother came out as a young girl? What, weren't they weren't married already? No. No, they were not married. They married after the after yes, they left. They Russia. got married in Paris. They went through Paris. I see things like that. Um, it's funny we're putting a timeline together now. 
I wish I would have uh, had it done before this That's more uh, little interesting. conversation. It's, it's more interesting this way. Okay, listen, it's, you know, today everything goes. So, uh, you know, <laughs> let, let's just dive right no, into I'll it. Tell you, I'll tell you why. It, when you have it all prepared, so basically it's like a history class, right? Where, like, this happened and then that happened and then that happened. Whereas now it's more like we're piecing together the things that come to your mind as we talk about it. And I think, to me at least, in a way that's even more interesting because... That tells me, like, what were the things that you would speak about? What right. were the things that your parents, right. the things that your parents spoke about? You remember the right. things that you have to go research. Right. That probably shows it. You know what I mean? So that, that's why, in a way, I prefer it this way. And and, and actually, as you're talking, I'm, I'm you know have memories. I was seven years old, and we got dressed Shabbosdik, and we went to JFK, the airport, and Mr. John F. Kennedy in in, in, right. in New York. And Zayda Getzel's sister-in-law, Zayda Getzel's brother's wife was coming out. And this was in the late 60s. And uh, the whole family, uh, maybe we were 50 people, you know, we got dressed for Shabbos and, um, and we welcomed her and her daughters. I think their name, uh, Rachelia Brashovitsky. She just passed away. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I, I know her son. I know her son. Yes, yeah, so that's our cousins. And so it's not like we read about it. We, my, my, okay, I, I believe very, very strongly that those, all the immigrants, the, the Lubavitcher immigrants, when they came to America, um, they didn't leave their memories behind. They didn't leave their legacy behind. They, they lived what they learned there. And of course, right. they compared all the luxuries they had now to what they didn't have then. So we always used to hear, you know, you're complaining about this, you know, right. uh, you know what we had in, in Russia. And also, um, my mother, one of the things she told me before she passed was that Rabbi Elia Gross, you, you know, Nuchi's father, Nuti's father, Bichaber, Gross there, right, you right. know. This so one that lives here, right? Used to live here. Did they move? Moved back to Crown Heights. Okay. Crown Heights. It's either Florida or Crown Heights. Right. Or Arizona. You're from the survivors. I'm one of the survivors, even though it's getting tough, but <laughs> I'm one of the survivors. Um, but I remember specifically my mother telling uh, telling me recently, as recent as three, four years ago, that the Rebbe used to took the, the Rebbe Gross and uh, who were this gentleman from America, sharp looking. Look, he actually showed me some of the pictures. And uh, the rabbi told him, you know, it's hard for the immigrants to make the transition, help them out, you know. So, so it was, there was the past, but there was the future. Right. And there was now. And by no means can I, even I, can forget the past where it was from you know you do have folks today in, in Lubavitch that say you know forget Russia forget where it all started today it's a different world it's a different right. kufa right. we want to look forward the Rebbe looked forward right. you know maybe in a few generations it's going to be that way but right now you know we cannot move forward without knowing without knowing the past right. and also I remember the Rebetzin, Rebetzin the Chamedina. I remember the Rebbe's wife. They all lived in Crown Heights. You know, the Rebbe used to walk to see his mother every single day. And I remember we used to fight who would open the door for her. 
So, so there was no such thing as the past and the future. It was one big life, except the destination changed. Not the destination, the stage right. changed. Right. No, I think that's a very, I think that's a very important point. And just for people listening, I think we're hearing rain in LA, right? It's yes. Just, this is rain. And guess what? It never rains. It never rains. And it never rains in California. Uh, in fact, I hope you made it okay here because normally when it's a rainy day, you know, there's bulletins. Storm watch. Be careful how you drive. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Also, hopefully I'll get out of here um, okay before Shabbos. But anyway. You're um, welcome. To, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, no, so I, I think it's, it's so interesting because what you're talking about is that this, this, this idea that you're talking about of being able to not like be uh, held hostage by the past, but to hold on to the past, even as you're looking to the future. And the fact that some people say, you know, let go of it, just, you know, forget about Russia, forget about the old thing. A lot of people would also kind of classify that as like the the people that are gej making a whole thing out of being gej and everybody's like, get a grip, you know, like stop lording that over us. You know, I'm I'm in the kind of interesting position where on one hand, I am technically from Geja families, but on the other hand, I didn't know about it till I grew up. So like, I don't really care about it. There wasn't something that I, that I grew up in Hong Kong. Ge you, ca Ge you came to the wrong address. No, okay? no, no. I am Geja and I'm proud of no, it. No, no, but I'm saying, but yes, I'm saying I, that I, I do, I do relate to what you're saying. What I'm saying is, is that I, I, on one hand, I can relate to what you're saying, but on the other hand, I can also look at it from a distance. Right. And like, and I like I think in many ways that debate about Geja not Geja misses a point where it's not a matter, it's not one or the other. Like in every community, you're gonna have different groups or different parts of the community that focus on different parts, and that's actually the beauty of a community because nobody there isn't every individual is not able to do everything, right? So everybody has their kind of focus, and together they make a community that works, right? And so the same thing here, where you have some families that they're very into being Geja. Okay, you want to, you know, you want to laugh at it. You want to say they're taking themselves too seriously, maybe. But at the same, whatever you say about it, they are preserving the past. They are, even if it's just for their own reasons. I, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to steel man the argument. It's not. It, they are they are preserving the past for everybody else, right? You know, let me ask you a question. I, I know you don't need my defense. No, no, but I'm no. Saying but I'm, I want to ask you a question. Do right. do we talk about every week in the parsha about Avram Avinu? Yeah, for sure. And Yaakov and all the mices that that happened. That's right. our history. That's our past. I I, I don't. I, I'm not of the opinion that you got to scream. Let's go back to Russia right. and you know. But you got to know who's who. Yeah, no. And, and 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 Gezer means very simple. The 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 branch, the the foundation. Right. You know? uh, some people think you know they're entitled. I don't think I'm entitled as a, as a right. as a Gezer member. I'm just. I feel proud that I was very close to the source, right? And I got the feeling of the source, and I lived with my Zaydas, and I lived with my Baba, right. and I lived with my parents. And and it's not about the past. Their whole priority was different. Their expectations were so high. Right. So now comes this generation. I try to live the way my parents taught me. My gener my expectations are going down a little bit because everyone's telling me we're crazy and it doesn't work here today. 
But I believe that's not only with Lubavitch, that's with the whole world. There's no right. more expectation. So I don't know how anyone can argue that that in the world of Lubavitch, okay, in right. the world of the Rabbeim. Now, if you want to talk about, you know, what they taught us, uh, by all means, I'm in another city of Laba of of Shluchim every single week. You know, I, I coach Shluchim on right. community, so right. I know what it's like. I was in Hong Kong too for a day, sure. and I spent time with your dad. Right. I was coming from um, Kosamai. I, I, I remember him telling me that it was a few. It was before COVID. Was Way before, before. Yeah, yeah. Kosamai is there. Kosamai is in Thailand. Right, but I stopped in Hong sure. Kong because I had a... I remember, everybody you know, told me, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Jewish warrior, travel warrior. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, and I remember and I asked myself, you know, is, is Russia building Hong Kong? No, but the Aftsons, what, what your father uh, saw by, by the famous Aftson family and, and, and your mother from, from, from the Shemta family. I mean, we saw the source. Right. So why would we want to, you know... Okay, let's leave it at that. I, I, don't, I, know, I, I, I don't want it to get too personal. I, know, I think I think I think continuity is very very important. I think continuity is very very important. Um, I think I think you know it, people. Part I think part of the reason, part of kind of the, the tension of like against Gage is like, well, you know, you could be a chassid without being Gage. So like, what are you making a whole deal out of it? And in other words, it's like this abstract, it's like you could be an abstract chassid or, or a chassid is, is a concept not, a, not located so much in time and place. So why are you making a whole scene out of the fact that you came from Neville? You could be a Lubavitcher in anywhere. And the argument, and you know, whoever's listening to this, I'm not, I, I am not into being gej at all. Everybody that knows me knows that. But I think listening to you, what I'm, what I'm appreciating from it is that at least who, some people need to be holding on to the Lubavitch and the Lubavitch identity that was located in a specific time and place in Russia because that is what makes it real. That's what makes it human. You're not talking about a concept. You're talking about people that you knew. It's our history. It's loved. our destination. It's right. our past. Right, right. You're talking about real people that mean something to you and, and that gives it a shape and that gives it a, a feeling that's very, very real. And... Is that the whole Lubavitch? Is that the story of the whole Lubavitch? No, that's not the argument, but it's an important part, right? Yeah, the, the, listen. <laughs> I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. You know, the Tsugikumana, the, right. the, the, the Rebbe wanted to bring the people back to the fold and Kenine Hora thousands and thousands of, okay? It's not, right. a, it's not a conflict, right. okay? They may not know all the history. They learn about yud based Tamos. They, le they learn about Chafov. They learn about Yiddishkeit. But, but their parents, their environment, their pictures on the wall, well, that's wrong because we have pictures of the Rebbe. Anyway, I'm, I'm not that great at this topic because I'm to God and to light, I see everything. And, and, and I, I, I believe that there is no reason in the world, um, you know, to, you know, not to remember and not to talk about Geja, uh, you know, the history of the movement. I mean, the right. movement, let's not kid ourselves, it took Messiris Nefesh. For generations. Okay, for generations. It took, you know, they, they need to know it wasn't, you know, the Rabbeim started first with the Balshemtev and then and and then the Altareb and the Magid and 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 there were there were fights and there were arguments and there was trials and tribulations and against all odds, 
you know, right. we have what we have today. Right. Doesn't it come from, you know, wouldn't you call that, a, you know, a little bit uh, the history of, of, you know, we're, grat- we're grateful, thank you, Hashem, um, and, 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 and the whole yontif of, uh, that we just recently celebrated, Yutas Kislev, is, is, is that episode, right. you know, it, it's, it's, then it happened then, Hey Tavis just happened, I remember, Hey Tavis, right. okay, Hey Tavis, they brought the boxes to 770, uh, I think Yutas Kislev was 20 times bigger because they lived it and, and they saw it and maybe we have a perception of those days. Right. So it's not really about, and, and I'm really sorry that I, I may not feed into or I may not be, you know, going right into this conversation because I don't want it to become personal or, or things like that. Um, I, I, I believe that uh, you have to know where you're coming from. The Mishnah says you have to know where you're going from. Yes, Chabad is moving yeah. ahead. It's not personal at it's, all. It's, I don't see. I don't okay. see. I don't, because I've gotten into a lot of personal, you know, well, because uh, I think that's, that's that's why I'm bringing it up. That's why I'm just. That's why I'm trying to to kind of analyze it because I think the personal thing is is a result of people seeing it as an either or question. We're like it's definitely not a, a definitely. I will agree that it's definitely not right, no. and I think that's where people go wrong. Where it's like, oh, so you're saying you're gesh, therefore I'm second class. No, that's not the that's not the point. The point is that this is an important part of the story. Uh, you know, the the not just the history of ideas, Lubavitch ideas and Chabad ideas, but the history of the Lubavitch communities in Russia and the families that came from there and the generational connections. This is a very important part of the story. And the people that came from there are clearly going to be more connected to that story than others. That doesn't mean that if you don't come from there, you don't have a place. You also have a place. Okay, listen. That, that, that's you, what I'm saying. I get it. I that's get what it. I'm saying. And I, and I think, I think, I think, you know, even as someone who never really cared about the whole Geja thing personally, no, don't say you didn't care because you did care. I didn't know about it till I was a teenager. Okay, but you, you know, the, the, okay, I get it. But Zayda, who am I Geja compared to? To to Yong Sing Man and 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 you know and a bunch no, of other Chinese you people guys in Hong Kong. Yeah, come on. No, but okay, compared to <laughs> well, to okay, okay. Actually, I get it. <laughs> compared to, uh, but but listen, nobody you, in Hong Kong cared that I was Gesh. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> and nobody cares in Atlanta, Georgia. Nobody cares in, in Dallas, Texas. But I care. And you care. Now you care. Now you you know a little bit. You're on your own. You care. Okay? It's it's a lack of knowledge. And also, we grew up with the present world. We had the Rebbe with us physically. Right. And if you look how, how the Rebbe used to lead Fabrengen or even Keshel Bracha by the end. You know, you had the 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 American Yankee who would stand there and, you know, the the, the coach, what's right. his name? I don't know his name. And right. then you had the old Chosid, Rab of sitting downstairs. And then you had a hippie that came in. And, you know, they all came from different backgrounds. But we had one common denominator that were by the Rebbe. There's room for everybody. Yes. There's not only room for anything. And I personally believe it's the Ladegayers that... that uh, that that like to say you know like they would like you know they want to give you a little pinch, I, I you know once they're educated but practically speaking I happen to agree with you I mean when I sit with Balabatim wherever it is like I said and for sure there's no conversation you know the shliach may introduce me that I'm one of the originals you know but uh, just as a conversation but are you kidding there are guys out there today that 
that put, put Gezhenik's in, in the world of, of a practical reality and, and education. You know, we were farmers. I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, when I say farmers, our environment was that kind of environment. And yet again, instead of using it negative, it's positive. Give a look what, what we are accomplishing now in this world. Right. So... Um, you were farmers back in Russia, is what you're saying. I'm talking about... No, no you're not know, talking about the, 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 like the pejorative of like farmers in Karnites. You're saying farmers... <laughs> By the way, I'm Farmer Fievel. I don't know if you know that. Farmer Fievel. I like to, you know, whatever influences kids. Yeah. It's only it's only a positive thing. I don't even think it's a discussion today. Um, you know, unless it's a policy case, I'm very far from making policy. I don't know what what uh, policy well, is. It, it, do people care about Gezh anymore like they used to? Probably not. But I think I think conceptually it, there is kind of a debate. I don't. I can't even say it's because it's not held in a formal way, but there are a difference of opinion. There is a difference of opinion where, to me at least, where there's some people or many people who like to see Lubavitch as a more abstract thing, like ideas. And I think that what what the in the in the defense of Gej, which I can't even believe that that's what I'm. Yeah, it. and I think you came for, to the wrong address for that because... <laughs> but I'm defending it. Yeah. I'm yeah. defending it. In the defense of Gej, it preserves an important part of Lubavitch identity. You, you, may, you may say some people overdo it and, and make it too much. Fine. But but it's you cannot say that it's not very, very important. You're talking 70, 80 years. You're, that, you know, you're talking about people that are alive that, that were there. I mean, right. I, I don't even know how... How you know it's even a question, right? But I can tell you one thing: when right. I'm heading to the airport to go to a certain makom right? Um, I don't think that I'm Geja, okay? And, and I'm, you don't uh, care if the other guy is, is or not Geja or Geja, okay? You don't we care. Have, you don't no, care. By all means, not. You know, it's 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 those. What's that famous thing? There are people that uh, um, wake up in the morning and they they ask themselves, you know what happened today or the next guy says how do we make it happen and you know and then their guy that make it happen you know anyone that sits around and talks about you know Geja and and, and things like that uh, are one of those people you know so so let me flip so let me flip the conversation thank you thank you i was waiting for you to flip this is such a hot topic especially in los angeles right. most of my friends don't even know what Geja is actually so why would it be a hot topic they but, wouldn't care but they know because you know the chief rabbi in dubai which was the hottest probably was is still you know is duchman right you know the Chabad's best fundraiser, my fa my my father, my father was a good fundraiser. Oh, oh, was he? <laughs> well, he had Ezra Sachin, you know. Okay. You know, when you talk about you just okay. generations me, of fundraising. In that generation, by the way, no, not at all. It's more like um, friend raising. It's not fundraising. It's friend raising. It's mm -hmm. it's getting people simcha sachayim. Right. But you talk about generations, the, the people would, would, you talk about an old generation, a new generation, and that generation, and we grew up with it. My father, uh, Rabbi Mendel Shemtev, your, your uncle, Rabbi, half of 770, they'd fin half of Crown Heights, they'd finish work at 4 o'clock, and they would go to Olatera. To, to help it run, to help run Olatara and Beis Rivka and Ezra Sachem and all the local communities. They weren't paid people. They right. knew that they, 
it was okay. So today we expanded and it got a lot bigger and there's more experience. I'm not using it as a negative. I'm using it as a positive. Our priorities, it's our a, way of life. It's very important, though. It's very important what you're talking about. I have to say. I mean, not that I, not, not that you need my my, um, not that you need my approval, but validation. You don't need my validation. By the way, approval. validations is for a parking lot. You know that. I don't need a <laughs> validation from Ed. Well, actually, well, I know better than to give a duchen validation, but <laughs> but but or to think that I can give. But my 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 point is more that there's so much like. There's so much kind of uh, talk of, oh, Kranites was never a community, right? Kranites was just, you know, like it was always, there was never a community here. There's, and I think I think that goes back to the idea of like, there's this, and I, I even know that I've sometimes thought of it this way, like Labavish doesn't know what it means to have a community because we're a bunch of... A bunch farmers. Of, no, 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 farmers and a bunch of, a bunch of like, people brutalized by Stalin and like, you know, there's even that famous line, I think Mendel Futterfass is attributed to Mendel Futterfass, although it's unfair that he that he's so famously connected to this line, I think, but so like Lubavitchers are, are like manure where like if you spread them out it, 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 it grows it helps grow the vegetables I don't like these words, but in a, but I'm going to show you but the in, door but in, a, but in a pile <laughs> it stinks to high heavens and like it's always like Lubavitchers are, are better not in a community than in a community and that's such a cynical, destructive take, right? And when you say even like this kind of thing, and maybe it's even a little bit romanticized, I don't care. The, fa the, the, the history that you're remembering is your parents and others like them being mashkia in the community of Crown Heights because they believed that there should be a community in Crown Heights. There should be a Lubavitch community here, even if they weren't necessarily on shlichas for whatever reason. There was a concept of the Lubavitch community. And then, the Rebbe said that this is, listen. What, but again, you see, again, that, I, that, that's an idea. It's so, not an idea. It's for a lot of people, it's an idea. I don't idea. care about a lot of people. Okay. I was there. Okay, that's and what I, I lived like. on Eastern Parkway between Troy and Albany. Right. I couldn't walk past Troy Avenue today. Right. It was a miserable neighborhood. Jews were getting killed. I remember as a little kid walking by Levias of 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 Okinov Oliver Sholem, a classmate of ours. You're talking, you're talking about before the riots. I'm talking about way before the riots. The, growing up in the when, 60s. When this neighborhood started to change for the worse. Yes, and everybody ran away. But right. but it was a beautiful neighborhood and the Rebbe believed. And again, you know personally I'm at a great loss without having the Rebbe physically. Okay, right. but the Rebbe kept all this on the on his shoulders. Crown Heights is where the brachas are, and you don't leave it, and you roll up your sleeves, and the proof is in the pudding. Right, because every shul that was there, whether it's Sam Sefer, whether it's Empire Shtibel, whether it's Young Israel of Eastern Parkway that used to be across the street, there's a whole community today because we didn't run away. Right, right. So I, I'm not sure. Well, you know, spending a little time with you, I'm realizing, you know, the 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 Lubavitch connection, and 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 would you say there's a generation gap between me and you? Well, by definition, there is. I I hope it's not too pronounced. No. Uh, but there is a. I mean, there's a generation gap. There's a geographic gap. Okay. I, I certainly didn't grow up in your time and in your place. But I understand where you're coming from. Okay. So I hope it's not too pronounced. I, I understand very much where you're coming from. I appreciate what you're saying also, because I think 
I think, you know, growing up, there could be this idea of Kranites as Kansi as a only as an Indian Ruchni, right? As an Indian Ruchni. The Rebbe said it as an Indian Ruchni, and therefore, and that's true. But there's also people that came from their own their communities of the past, and they brought that with them too. And that that's what together made this community flourish. And I think it's very okay, important. Yeah, I've done this. No, I'm but just that, kidding. See, yes. That's what you were yeah, saying earlier, yes, and I think yes, that's very 100%. I think that's very important because I think that I think okay I I I, I think. It, Lubavitch was always there's there's a Rebbe and there's Chassidim. Like there was never a, par, a time in Lubavitch where there was only a Rebbe and no Chassidim. It was always both, right? A Rebbe cannot be a Rebbe without Chassidim. Right, by definition. It, yes. By I definition. Mean. So so this to me is a history of the Chassidim, right? And I think that's I just think it's very important. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, again, I know you don't need my validation, but I, no, I, I, I I think from where I'm coming from, where I going into this conversation. I probably was a little bit more skeptical about the whole Geja thing. I'm just explaining why I've what I've appreciated over the course of the conversation. I think there, I think it's it, there's clearly there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more impact that it has than one might think, and it's very very important. So I wanted to flip the conversation a little bit. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> well, we, look, I can't come to Duchen's house and not grill a little bit of our gadgets. You can't look, you you if you know, you gotta take what you give. By the way, <laughs> by the way, you know, the Shalom bias in this house. You have the Duchman and my father. Yeah, I don't know if I should bring no, it up. No, wait, wait, wait. Just for just for the sense of the conversation. Right. I don't know if I should bring it up. You could bring it up, but we're not going to spend too much time at it because I want to come back to home after work today. Okay. Right. But uh, you know, there's the American system and there's the Chassidim. There was always your father, just for people listening. Rabbi J J Hecht. Sure. Rabbi Yaakov Yehuda Hecht from WEBD. Very proudly not Gesh. Very proudly not Gesh. You know, until I came into the family, but. Uh, very proudly, I, I don't think, yes, yeah, there was a, I wouldn't say very proudly not Gesh, but for, for American Chassidim, right. we are the American Chassidim. Listen, there's no question that, that, that there were certain issues there, sure. and, and they come from two different backgrounds, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, how, did your, how did your parents get along with your wife, with your, with your in-laws? They were their biggest fans. I mean, they, they had... Uh, oh, but do you have like an inter interesting story of like how uh, got Rabbi a, Mrs. Duchman Sr. meeting Rabbi and Mrs. Hech Sr.? Like, well, you have to understand, before we were family... We were admirers and and fans of their you know their, of their Rabbi public J, Rabbi yeah, JJ sure the national committee for so your father never looked down on the American citizen my father was right. yeah my, oh he would give them a little elbow of course <laughs> he'd give them until uh, his dying day he was giving a little elbow but yeah. not because first of all it's proud okay we're getting back to the discussion no, no, I'm not but I wanted to, to just prove to you and tell you that my my whole being. My whole life and my beautiful children and families and Elta Elta Einiklach Ureiniklach are are discussing, you know, this yeah, this is an American family, one of the Choshava. I mean, listen, we don't have to talk about the six Hecht uh, brothers, you know, what the Rebbe turned them into to major, major chassidim. Sure. And, and so uh, we live it, we Not, see I've, it. I've had Shmuley on the podcast. Um Shmu from New Haven. Oh, oh. Yeah. you did? Yeah, Shmuley's oh. a good friend. Shmuley, Shmuley is my nephew. 
Of if I knew you had him, I would. No, I'm just kidding. Shmuley is, is, is Shmuley, Shmuley is one of a kind. Listen, we're not discussing the Mishpachas Hech. They're phenomenal people. So yeah. uh, I'm just trying to compare the two families, but, two different backgrounds. No, I, I think it's a very important historical anecdote to talk about how Rabbi Duchman Sr., Rabbi Sral Duchman, the famous Gesh, the, 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 the icon of Lubavitch Geshkite, being an admirer of J.J. Hecht. I think it's important. That, I, think, that, I, I that, think it's a valuable insight. That, that says it all. Yeah. You know why? Because they focused on, on Tachlis. Right. Right. My shver was a shaker and a mover, got things done. The Rebbe said, you know, there are three chsidim. Two chsidim know uh, when he wants something to get done, he tells the Tuchsidim, and then there's a chosid that uh, even before he tells him what needs to be done, you know. But my, 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 they didn't look at titles; they looked at at chsidim and who would. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Yeah, so. Bottom line is, we have shalom bias, and we have an American family and a chsidish family. You know, we're together. I'm right. not going to say by Sheva Brachas or by uh, the Shalom Zachers there wouldn't be a little, you know, yeah. boom, boom, boom. But Shalom on Yisrael. Right, right, right. Don't, don't, don't take the 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 friendly kind of you know banter and and, and turn that into a, a color war, right? Don't, don't don't overdo it. Actually, this sounds like color war. No, no, no. I, 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 I think you're taking me wrong. I'm not trying to put you on the defensive. No, 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 no. I'm I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, judging from conversations I've had, I think, I think it's important to clarify and and and, and help express actually your point, not so much the other point. Um, but I do want to flip it because we've been talking a lot about how you think of where your grandparents came, where your parents came from, where your grandparents came from, the pride that you have in your history, which I think is very, very um, meaningful and very important. How do you see, I know it's a very, maybe an unfair question to ask, but how do you see your grandkids? You have already many grandkids and great grandkids, right? How do you see them looking back at, at, it's unfair to say looking back at you, but looking back at your generation and their their lineage. Like, what do you think? What do you think is distinct about? Like, you don't have a Neville. Do you have a Los Angeles? Like, what what is it that you're giving over? Right. Not that we're shluchim, but we are lobavachers. And, well, and you what know, does when, that mean? What does that mean in, in, in Los like, Angeles? What does that mean in like this in this generation in your generation? Because you're talking about your grandparents, you Let, have a very let's, defined... Let's, let's face it, since right. October 7th and, you know, and, and even during COVID. I mean, Lubavitch, which by the way is Chabad, and, and, and is up there. They're in the forefronts of, 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 of Judaism. It's very simple. The Rebbe changed the, the landscape of world jury. I don't care what anybody says. Now, before you separate Lubavitch and Chabad and old and new, you know, I don't talk to my children about the past. I mean, you know, they, they, they used to talk. They did an interview with my mother before she passed. They wanted all the stories. And right. so often they tell us the stories. But they're moving ahead. And, and guess what? If anything, I'm pushing the past because this generation is becoming, you know, I tell my children all, all the time, when they, when, when Kenan Hashem blesses them with grandchildren, I say, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the next generation. 
Why? Because the world is crazy. The world is absolutely crazy. Worse than Stalin? Uh, no, because it's a different... Well, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I think it's, you know, we're living... There's so much against us. There's The world is in an instant world. Um, the instant gratification, validation, and, and, and you know, <laughs> I wasn't so prepared for this. But I just, uh, for this it, it, question... It makes it more believable. Okay, that's fine. I firmly believe, really, I firmly believe that if we don't connect the past and we don't talk to our kids about the past, you know, they're, they're just going to, you know, it's just going to disappear as right. it is. It, it's disappearing. I think it's true. I, 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 that's what I've been trying to agree with you and and kind of reinforce. But I, Mike, at some point, your present becomes their past, right? Like, at, like, your past is important to you, and it's important for you to share it with your kids. Very understandable. But at some point, there's a next generation who doesn't remember your past. They remember their past, which is your, which is you. So, I, I I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying that today. You know, the, the Yerusha, let's say, that the Lubavitcher kid has is not, a, you know, this quaint little village in Neville, but it's this global movement of Lubavitch. It's it's a real thing. I, I grew up in Hong Kong. I, I'm I'm very, very familiar. No, I, I understand but, but, what but, you're but, saying, but, but don't, I, don't I wanna... they need Don't they need something personal like Zaidi Duchman? This was a kind of man he was. This was a kind of community he was a part of. This is what they believed in. And then your kids and your grandkids can tell their kids that this is what it used to be, right? The same way that you feel that they need your past. Listen, I don't come to the toes of my father. Mm -hmm. But because there were so much expectations from us, as Hasidim, from the Altaheim, and even the Rebbe, the Rebbe always had, you know, people would come over for dollars. There's thousands and thousands of videos and they'd give the Rebbe a Sefer and right. say, I want to give you a present. And the Rebbe would say, when is the next Sefer? Right. Or the big balabas says, I just gave the Shliach a million dollars. And the Rebbe said, and was is mit zweiten million? You right. know, those were expectations. And I believe firmly, mm. let's say if my parents had expectations of 90%, I'm coming in at 70%. And my kids, let's say at 50%, thank God, I'm, I'm thankful to Hashem that most of my, that all of my children are, can I know, are following in the ways. And, and I see that they kochen sich in the Rebbe, even though they never saw the Rebbe, they, they koch sich. It's in their DNA. Mm. Uh, I don't think, yeah, DNA is an, an important thing, you know. We're losing a lot of kids. We're losing a lot of uh, you know, uh, what do they call outreach and inreach, not just in Lubavitch, but I believe the past. Okay, anyway, I give up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's important. I think I think it's an important, I think it's an important point that you're talking about. Look, it, I, I'm not trying to push you into a conversation that you're not comfortable having. That's not the goal. By of the, the way, podcast. I, I want to just say one thing. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm a duchman, okay? I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's you're okay. a shemtiv, so come on, let's have yeah. a hand wrestle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. It's a sensitive conversation. I believe in Padyom, pick yourself, which is a Russian word. Pick yourself up and go. It's about the future and getting things done. And I think whatever we talked about is very important. And it is important. Um, but. No, because I, 
I'm not uh, look. I'm not trying to 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 um, make you talk about something that you don't want to talk about. Um, By the but, way, I want to talk about anything you want to talk about. All right, so great. So, so let's, no, so so, so let's say <laughs> no. So I, I think I think no, because I I think you brought up a very very interesting point, and it, it can become a little bit of a uh, a difficult conversation to have, and this is probably where the generational gap does come more into play. Because, you know, you said something where, you just said something where, you know, my parents had 90% and I have 70% and my kids have 50%. Well, 50% isn't terrible, right? But if you... If by you, the way, by the way, I have to throw it out there. The young chassidim, the, right. the, the Lubavitch, the yeshivas, right. they're, they're more than 100% uh-huh. uh, based on, on other, you know, they, they're doing, they never saw... Right, so, so, so that's what I was trying to get to, because if we see it just as like everybody's trying to hold on to a past that's slipping further and further away, so maybe 50% isn't geferlich, but 50% will turn to 30%, will turn to 10%, and, and, and eventually it's over, right? So but the not, fact I, is it's not. So no, no, I, I understand. The I, fact I, I, is I, it's I, not I, over because if you look at the today's... I, I'm, not suggesting, I'm not suggesting you said that. I'm just trying to kind of focus on that a little bit. I think that's why... That's why I asked the other, the earlier question of, like, clearly it can't be that we just give over to our kids the memories of our Zaydas and Babas, right? Because then you will end up where it just kind of fizzles away over time and goes from ninety percent to 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 ninety yeah. percent. Okay, 90%. that was I get it. Okay. So, so that's why I'm asking, what do you feel? What what is the thing that you most want to convey to your to your children? What is what is what is what is the what is, what is your generation's message? Your generation. We are following the ways of our rabbeim. There were seven rabbeim, and we follow their minhagim and their way of life. No matter where the stage is, we are the people living in that stage, and that's why. Demographics changed. When when radio came out, there was meetings, it's gonna ruin the people. The Rebbe embraced radio. Then television came out. I remember the tractor trailer, you know, with the radar, um, what are they called? The transponders to follow. So yes, they they will change. Um, but we're going to embrace those changes. We're going to bring positivity. I almost feel bad about the few negatives that I said because in the proof, the proof is that when you look where we are today, you know, there are yeshivas, there are bachim, you walk into 770, you walk into Crown Heights, you walk into the communities. It's booming. I don't even think it's a discussion. Right. Right. Yeah, there, you know, there... I, I, I'm not so surprised. I think I think you're kind of the the optimism together with a little bit of concern is very common. I think it's very common. I think because I think both of them are true, right? There is a there is a sense that you look around, and you're like, who would have thought that this would be like this? And only what is it, 70, 80 short years after after near devastation, uh, there are so many people that are so many communities and so many mices and so on, there's for sure a optimistic message there. There's no question about it. But then at the same time, there's reasons for concern. And it's not it's not one or the other. They're both true. And I think a lot of people resonate to that. Uh, a lot of people resonate to that. 
maybe, maybe if I can ask a question a little bit differently. I know that you, you, a lot of your work today is with shluchim, right? And and you, and you, you're very, you're you're very, you're keenly aware of the 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 success and the strength of shluchim around the world. But you also live in LA in a community that's not just shluchim, right? It's, well, it's, it's I have a, a business. I, my bills get paid by my. Uh, you know, my, the business, my manufacturing plant that I have and I run. So right. it's so not... You're, you're saying you I yourself s- are a businessman. Yeah, of course. Right. I, I see, you know, that, that pays the bills, but it doesn't pay the passion. The right. only way, you know, passion is when you're part of, of what your upbringing was. So what do you think, what do you think is the identity of Lubavitch today, someone who isn't a shliach? And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to somehow... Um, like put shluchas to the side. The reason I'm asking that is because shluchim, I think, feel like in many ways shluchim know what they're supposed to be doing. Like it's very clear what it means to be a shliach in, 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 to a large extent. But what, what's less clear is what it means to be a, a proud, you know, quote unquote, Neville in America, Lubavitcher, who's not a shliach, but is a proud Lubavitcher. How do you see that? It, it, which part? The, the, just being a Lubavitcher. I can only tell you, I, I had a, a, you know, I break bread with non-Lubavitchers more than I do with Lubavitchers, okay? Right. Either they want to keep close to Lubavitch or they like the conversation. And just yesterday, a, 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 a very distinguished attorney, uh, we were uh, breaking lunch, breaking bread, and, um, you know, he said to me, I don't understand. Since October 7th, there's this committee, there's this, uh, there's this Vada Rabbonim, and there's, there's this, and there's that. But Chabad is, is number one. They're, they're way ahead. This wasn't coming from a Lubavitcher. Those are the facts. Mm-hmm. They're just so much advanced in, in, in world jury and in, in all these remote places. Like, they're the power of, of where world jury is, okay? What if you're not... What if you're not- what if you're not on the forefront? That's my question. What role? What role do you see for Lubavitcher? What's What's the identity of a Lubavitcher who's not a day-to-day? Shliach? First of all, there's no such thing. The Rebbe Monten Miftoyim. So you go out in the world. You got to go out to, to people. Every Yontif, we know we got to go out. Hey Tavis, everybody had to go to the stores to buy svarim. Um, the Rebbe Gimontf a Lubavitcher Maybe you just hit the nail on on its head. That those that are not so connected, or they think it's a new generation, and they, you know, they they're not connected to to to, to stickle source here. They think, okay, so I'm a Lubavitcher, but but a, a, a majority of Lubavitchers know that they need to do more than an average person. And I would think by the end of the day, and if I can say so, even about you, if you don't mind me. You know, you're in Hollywood. I hope you came for a good uh, gig, a Hollywood gig, you know. <laughs> in the valley. Okay, good. You know, I'm telling you that, uh, you know, the fact that the Mahal the what's the word? The, the, um, no. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the, the company theme. This is the, the, the firma. We're holding on to the theme of the firma. It's not coming to me right now, but the bottom line is deep inside every single Lubavitcher, okay? And I don't care if he has long hair and he decides to take a little journey for a while, which a lot of people are doing. By the end of the day, 
even, you know, even with all that, he knows that his DNA is that he is a Lubavitcher. Not Geja, not modern, not new. He is a Lubavitcher. Well, there's no, there's no Shaila about it. I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, it, there's a very common, it's very common that there are people who will, will change their level of practice, sometimes to the point of not practicing much Yiddishkeit at all. And yet they w- would only like, or they would much prefer to marry another Lubavitcher in a similar situation. And one can scoff at that and like, okay, you know, get, get real, move on. But there's clearly something that that holds that holds, even there, there there is a part like you're saying the DNA that that's still there even if on the surface it looks very different, and I think I think in many ways that's that's something very much worth exploring and for everybody both the people who who are more um, you know let's say traditional in how they practice and others who aren't. I think it's worth wondering what is it what is it that that everybody's holding on to so strongly and if if so many people are holding on to it um you know maybe there's something there that we have to pay more attention to no question you know it just went viral my father was full of simcha so he had a song I don't know if you heard it. Or he, not, com- he composed the song. He composed. Well, the tune is the is an old Russian melody, a victory melody, I think it is. But the words, you know, the Rebbe is gesund, the Chassidim tanzen, and all the sons on platzen. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, that's my father's song, and it made it uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and really, that's that's you know, it's a theme. It's our. You know, general color war. It's the color of our flag. There's nothing to talk about. It's 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 it's. We're moving ahead. The Rebbe, you know, if you if you're complacent, it just doesn't work. That's the bottom line. Uh, we have another few minutes. I I appreciate your time. I'm saying, if you want to ask me another question or two or whatever it may be, I I truly enjoyed this. I didn't think it would be so. Uh, you know, pro, pro, progative, progative is the word? What's the word? You know, by the way. What are you I, trying to say? I, I, I don't know what the word is. It was a beautiful, it, it was a beautiful. Provocative? Uh, provocative a little bit. Okay. But, uh, you know, I went to Alotera until I was eight years old. I didn't speak English. I spoke until, you were, until you were eight years eight old. Eight years old. I spoke only Yiddish. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we're, we're, we're influencing the world. We're only because of, of what we stand for and, and, and who we are. And, and I say this so many times to all my non-Lubavitcher friends and even when I talk to children and things like that, you know, if I wasn't a Lubavitcher, but don't ask me a bunch of questions, but if I wasn't a Lubavitcher, I'm not sure that I would be such a from yid today, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, the tachlis, the, there's that, 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 that we're put into the world like the day before my fa- father passed away. We were brought into this world for 70, 80 years to do, to do a jewel a favor and to make this place a dear betachtonim. What do you and mean the day before your father passed before away? Before the, the day my father passed away in the Hayyim Yim. Oh, the Rebbe's Hayyim really? Yim. That's what it says. That's, that's my favorite pisgum. Really? Oh, yeah. So you came. It's, it's you my came. favorite pisgum. It, it has so many layers of, of meaning for me. 
I was just talking, um, I was sitting last night with uh, Mendel Zirkin um, from Jets. And uh, yeah, we were, we were sitting and talking till late at night. And that was one of the things we were talking about, that, that, that very Pisgum. So you're saying that was, that was the Pisgum the day before your father passed yeah, away. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah you, I mean, you just brought up that, that point that you brought up of like, you know, if, if I wasn't a Lubavitcher, I don't know if I'd be from. Yikes. No, 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 okay. no. I'm I used to, to say, you. I hope my mother doesn't. Well, she's no. listening from above. I'm not trying to, okay. I'm not trying to catch you on that. Yeah. I know that for Kurt, I think. It's, it's I, a I, saying. I'm right, saying right, I'm think, proud. So, I'm, right, right. So I think a lot of people will be like, okay, whatever. You know, it's it's a pure hypothetical. What does it even mean? But I think, you know, I think I think there's more to it than than my, than may meet the eye. When you think about it, like somebody pointed it out to me the other day. Like, how do you explain that there are so many people from outside Lubavitch who are, curious about what's going on in Lubavitch where you don't see that so much the other way around right now you could say it's Lubavitch arrogance that they don't care they're not curious about what, what else is going what, what else is going on you could say that's what it is but you could also you could also I think I think you have to be fair the other way as well and say that there's there is some there is there is something here that's very very compelling there's something here that's very, very compelling. There's something here that's very, very powerful. To the point that many people outside of Lubavitch, are, like you said, your friend from yesterday, are paying attention to it. They're not sure what it is. Maybe we're not sure what it is. But there's something here that's very, very compelling and very, very powerful. You could say it's the Rebbeim. You could say it's it's the it's the heritage of the Chassidim and the Mesir Snefesh that they had for generations. Um, but it's for sure something there. And, you know, I think... I think just to sum up this conversation, I think anybody listening, certainly me who's been listening to what you've been talking about, um, to me that's a, 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 a fresh way of understanding what Geja means, why it's important, not important to be Geja, but important to appreciate the heritage and the history and the importance of, of the past and the continuity that there's what to build on and uh, there's something to be very, very proud of. And it certainly comes through in the way that you talk, and not just about your family, but about Lubavitch in general. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's your been a real podcast pleasure. called Geja. What's what's a t- no, my, my pod- oh, it's good that you're asking me now. Yeah. But my, the podcast is actually called Homesick for Lubavitch. Homesick for Lubavitch. Homesick for Lubavitch. For the city of Lubavitch or in general? Lubavitch? Well, I can't. I, I, no, it's not for this. I don't think anybody's homesick for the city of Lubavitch. Oh, people are homesick. I'm homesick for the Rebbe, not for Lubavitch. Right. The Lubavitch is strong. But we're, we're not going to get back. We'll use that at a plan too. I just wanted to thank you that yeah. you came by. First, I thought, okay, I'm going to give a little time of, uh, you know, for this. And I told you I only have certain amounts of time. I told you I have more spiel than you think. And, and give a look at now because this is very passionate. It's a great discussion. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. I hope whatever said was re- was uh, it was from the heart. It's Certainly from the heart. From the heart. I may have gotten a few facts wrong, but I want to close in in, in one thing, if I may. Sure, You're supposed to close it, but I'm going to close no, no, no. it. I'm, 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 okay. I, I told it to you when you contacted me. Just the other night, I was going through some of my stuff, right. and I found a picture uh, of the Shluchim camp that was right. started, um, you know, probably more than 26 years ago when the Rebbe passed away and okay. things like that. And uh, we have a little picture of me and you going back then, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it on the video. When okay. I, when I upload it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do remember. I I do remember. This was a camp in in Arizona. It was a camp in Arizona, and frankly, it was 
um, Gimel Tamuz when the Rebbe passed away, and I was sitting right after the Yomim Levayim. I think it was even Aser Shimei Tshuva, and uh, a family member called and said, you know, the Rebbe passed away. Um, you know, the Chassidim are going to be okay, but what's with the children? What's with the next generation? What's right. with, you know, they said the only way we can do it is to make a camp and spend time together. That was the mission statement then. And here we are, so many years later, you were one of the original campers. I think I came the next year. I think oh, I came okay. the second year. Could I be. Think, yeah, it, I don't it, think I made it Nun Hay. I think I was there in Nun Vav. Anyway, where, uh, where? certainly There's certainly uh, very good memories from Arizona. Um, I remember, uh, for me, it was like a whole trip. I had to come around the world. I think and that's then, why I took a picture from you, because you came from Hong Kong. Yeah, it was a little bit of celebrity. Yeah, celebrity. Well, actually, we had some from Australia, but yeah, there was... Uh, I wasn't the only right, celebrity, but right. it was a celebrity in terms... It wasn't because of me, it was because of how far away I was from. Yes. And I'd have to fly all the way to America and then take a plane to Tucson, because believe it or not, there are no direct flights from Hong Kong to Tucson or even to Phoenix. You were under bar mitzvah. You yeah, were, and then there was a three-hour drive to the yes. camp. Yes. <laughs> And I just remember Oracle, Oracle, then, Arizona, Oracle, Arizona. Um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very, a very. Uh, Beryl Goldman was the head counselor. That's correct. Avery Berkowitz was was one of the staff members. Moshe Pinson was the. I, I, don't, I don't remember much. I think Moshe Pinson came in later. Uh huh. I don't. I just remember Beryl Goldman, who who every time I see him to this day, I I always give him a a, a big hug. He's a teddy bear. He's a teddy bear. No, but it was, it's it's the memories that I have of him. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And look! Look what he built up in Gainesville. Yeah, it's, it's, just, a, it's just amazing. So, and so anyway, I definitely need to exp express Hakar uh, for that for the camp back then. I do remember you once showing up uh, one of the winters there. You showed up with uh, I think your friend Khazanov from LA. It could be. And you took our bunk to the store nearby, the, the convenience store. 7-Eleven. And or you're like, fill up your, fill up your uh, Slurpees. Carts. No, 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 no. Fill up your carts. You have two minutes to fill up your carts on the house. We, we like to, to do that. We didn't even touch about empowering today's kids. It's, right. it's very, very important. But yeah, I guess you remember. Uh, I think, I think we did. I think we very much did touch it. We did, we did talk about it. Okay. We, well, uh, <laughs> We're going so long, I got to go. But I want to tell you, just the other day, you know, I run a kid's minion a little bit. Right, so sure, I, sure. I like to be involved with kids. Because I saw that in Crown Heights. There was Rabbi Yossi Goldstein, who who even though the Rebbe was there in 770, the kids needed a little minion. We made a minion. And I always remember saying, when I grow up, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. We have a minion, Kenan Hara, going now on 22 years. <clears throat> Right. So you go to a lot of their weddings, I see. I go to their weddings, so this is what you're talking about. One young mispalo. We're a community, but there's one young one young person just got married. So when he got engaged, I called him, said Mazel Tov, sent me an invitation. And then 24 hours later, he called me. He's a kid that was a little bit challenging, shall I say, you know, and... Today, to run camp is not what it used to be. Kinder, you know, the, the attention span is very little. Right. Um, you know, the first 10 years of the kids' minion was easier, now it gets harder. Anyway, he was a little bit of a challenge. So I remember, what am I going to confront him when he comes into shul with a, with a bottle of soda on his head or <laughs> different things? And he was a kid. So uh, I, I used to say, every time he walked in, Kinderlacht, okay, it's time to sing. If there's a will, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way. Okay? Right. If there's a will, there's a way. He says, 
RMD, that's how they call me. Do you know that that song, when I left Yeshiva early and I went through my journey, okay, I used to sing to myself, when there's a will, there's a way. How about that? So even though I agree with you and I, I tell you we got to look to the future, we also have to look a little bit about the past. Okay. That's such a wonderful way to end. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. You, you know, you mentioned the generational gap and 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 those kind of problems, and they are they are challenges. The generational gap has always been a challenge, always. But ultimately, um, all the generations are in it together because without the young, there's no future. Without the old, there's no past. We're all bound in this together, and you know that 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 legacy and that history of community and 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 sharing the past and then you know um, building on it in the future is is what brought us to this point and what's going to bring us further and uh, that's a wonderful way to end again I appreciate your time this has been a blast and uh, until thank next time you, thank you for giving me this chus wonderful and, uh, my pleasure great day the music for this podcast comes from the album Repentance Doors by Oren Sor Nadav Bachar and is used with their permission.